In this episode of Locked On Capitals, the Capitals have been playing great as of late, but they don't want to look too far ahead. They want to concentrate on the games that are coming up. And then we talk about, do the Washington Capitals have room to move up in the standings? And then we take a look at the line pairings. It seems like whatever Peter Laviolette and the team has come up with has worked. We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome in to this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter at DanCaps218. You can find Locked On Capitals on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. And again, another podcast where my voice is not 100%. Please bear with me as I make it through this podcast. So we're going to talk about the Capitals and their push for the playoffs. But one of the things that they need to work on is just keeping their mind at the task at hand, not going too far ahead in looking at who they're going to be facing in the playoffs. Just concentrate on who they are playing right now. You got to you know you got to get past your next opponent in this case it's going to be the Toronto Maple Leafs so let's not think about you know are they going to be playing uh the Panthers or are they going to be playing the Hurricanes let's just concentrate on who they're playing next I think it's good right now like we're playing every other day Lavulette said on the Sport Junkies on 1067 the fan on Wednesday I think including last night's game it's like 10 games in 18 days There's no breaks in there and nothing to get away from and days off and that sort of thing. Sometimes when you play in games, I think it's almost better for your team to get into that rhythm of getting ready to play hockey every other night. And, you know, I've heard a lot of talk about that, um, you know, that sometimes there can be distractions at home, just day-to-day life, and that sometimes it's easy just to get on the plane and start playing those games on the road where you have no other distractions from your day-to-day life and just really hone in and concentrate on hockey. You know, I know that that can kind of probably cause some of the players to become homesick, but at this point, we are going on the longest road trip uh, that the Washington Capitals will face this season. They're going to be playing Montreal. Uh, They're going to be going then also on the West Coast. Uh, They're going to be playing Vegas um, and other teams like that. So they have nothing else to worry about except the task at hand, and that is playing and winning more games. They want to make up some more ground and hopefully move up in the standings. We will talk about that later in the show, but in this article here, it says in the past five games, six games, we've had to play really tough opponents. I think that's good. I think that helps build towards having a strong finish to the regular season, Laviolette said. The fact that we're going on the road and have to win games, have to win them against tough opponents, I think that's good as well. So I don't mind the schedule, and it's a way it sets up at the end of the season just with regard to opponents that we're playing and the amount of games that we're playing. 
And, uh, you know, like I said, I think that that is good that they are uh, going to be facing all these opponents and some tough opponents. Vegas, as you know, uh, the Washington Capitals have quite a history with them, most notably the 2018 Stanley Cup run. And uh, and that's what, you know, that's the kind of teams that they're going to want to play because once it is uh, game one in the playoffs, you know, that whoever they're playing, whether they're playing the Hurricanes or they're playing the Panthers, they are going to be a great team. So you don't want any easy games. That's not a true uh, test of who you are. So I'm glad that they're going to have to face um, some adversity. We're still pushing. and We're kind of just focused on the next opponent right now and just doing the best we can to finish the season. Laviolette said, we're just going to try to keep focusing on winning hockey games here. And that's, that's what I'm talking about. You don't want to look too far down the road. You want to concentrate on your next opponent. In this case, it is going to be the Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, that is a team that has been playing so, so this season. Uh, I know that I talked about in the previous podcast, that they've had some issues uh, in net minding. So they just, they need to concentrate on this team and maybe exploit some of their weakness in this case, goaltending. And as the postseason nears a playoff series with the rival Penguins in the Eastern Conference remains a possibility. Washington's battle with Pittsburgh has been well documented over the last decade and a half, and it seemed a foregone conclusion that the two squads will meet each other in the second round. Is that a potential outcome this year? Maybe, but again, Laviolette refuses to focus his energy on anything but what's right in front of the Capitals right now, as this story is in NBC Sports Washington. And it's a good read if you have a time to take a look at it. It just talks about, you know, the potential teams that they could be playing. And, uh, you know, at at this point, I would kind of like them to play the Penguins again, wouldn't you? It always seems to be it's one of their bitter rivals. And uh, I think that uh, I I like how they stack up with each other, especially how the Capitals and the Penguins played the last game. You had that game where uh, Sidney Crosby punched Dowd in the face. I think there's going to be some payback uh, for that. I don't think that the Washington Capitals are going to let them get away with that. I also think that the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to want to have revenge there as well. You're going to have to be patient. I don't think we'll see them in the first round. I don't think we'll get that matchup, Lavulette said. It builds for a good rivalry. There's no question that Washington and Pittsburgh and all the history that goes with it and Ovi and Sid and the fact that it's a division rivalry makes for a great playoff round. And it always seems no matter what, that those two teams end up facing each other at some point. So it only seems inevitable that they will uh, face each other, if not in the first round, the second round, like they talked about in this article. And uh, I think that's good because I think that um, that helps get the Capitals and the Penguins, for that matter, primed for a really great series. As you know, Ovi and Sid uh, have quite a, a rivalry that goes back and forth. And those two guys don't like to fight as much as they used to, but they seem to get quite snarly when they play each other. That's what I think people like watching and they like seeing when those two teams play against each other it brings out the best and the most physical and the good and the bad and the ugly it brings out everything and that's the emotion of the game and that's what makes playoff hockey so great maybe down the road on that one and uh you know i know just in the last couple of years it's been where they've played the penguins and when the flyers were good they played the flyers but I hope that somewhere in there, if it's not the second round, whenever that uh, the Washington Capitals end up playing the Penguins, because that is always a great series. But, you know, like this, they they talk about here, you don't want to look too far ahead. That's when you're going to end up getting in trouble where you're only, you know, kind of planning on where you're playing next. Just concentrate on the next 
game. That's what's important here. All right, after the break, we are going to talk about is it possible for the Washington Capitals to move up in the standings? Of course it is, but what will it take? We'll talk about that, but first... Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. It is your number one source for all your sports betting and stats. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And before we start this next segment, I have to mention Locked On Now. Uh, Locked On Now is basically like your coverage of what is going on in the NHL. Yeah, you don't have to go to the NHL Network or ESPN or wherever you happen to live. You can go to Locked On Now and be in the know when it comes to the Washington Capitals and the NHL in general. All right. In this next segment, we are going to talk about the Capitals have final 10 games offer a chance for advancement and higher playoff seed. Do you think it's possible that the Washington Capitals, um, you know, could could uh, end up moving up in the standings and what difference that will make? In this article here, it says, what a difference a week makes. Last Sunday, the Washington Capitals came out flat after an extended five-day break with a 5-1 to loss to Minnesota Wild, and things looked bleak for the Caps' future. The loss seemingly locked them into a second wild card spot in the Eastern Conference and may have put their playoff existence at risk by trailing the third place Pittsburgh Penguins by eight points in the Metro Division standings. Their lead over the New York Islanders also dropped down to 11 points, all the way down from 19. Unexpectedly, the Capitals reeled off a trio of impressive wins over the Tampa Bay Lightning, Penguins, and Boston Bruins, and now they are virtually assured of a playoff berth and could even chase down the Penguins for the third spot in the division should they falter down the stretch. And that kind of relates to the first segment there, is that their steady play as of late has really helped them out to move up in the standings. And I think that you are going to see more of this, like I've talked about. Whatever was discussed in the meeting with TJ Oshie and the rest of the players seems to have worked. They all seem to be reading off the same script and playing very well. Their keys to success are going to be continued uh, consistent net minding and great defense in front of the goaltenders because let's face it, the greatest goaltenders in the world cannot play well if they have weak defense in front of them. If they're always coughing up the puck or they're just collapsing in front of the net, it's not going to go well for the Capitals or any team uh, in general. Washington's win streak has Closing in on the 14th playoff appearance in the last 15 years, the Capitals need just a combination of eight points won by them or lost by the Islanders to officially secure a spot in this year's postseason. And as a bonus for the Caps, a Penguin slump allowed them to pull within four points of the rivals with the Capitals holding a pair of games in hand. The win streak and head-to-head win also allowed them to move within range of both the Bruins and the Lightning, trailing the potential other wildcard clubs by five and six points respectively and securing the first wild card spot should they pass either the Atlantic Division Club. And this is from the hockey writers. They talk about that. It's a good read. And uh, I just think that, you know, it is definitely possible that the Capitals could move up in the standings. What it's going to depend on is are some of the other teams in the division going to falter or are they going to fall flat? It all remains to be seen. I think this Capitals team is stacked and I think that uh, they are 
you know, they're making a great run for the playoffs. I think that they're turning it on at the right time. If you looked at that slump that they had, that's been some time already, and they haven't had any real big losses except for those two kind of what I'm going to call fluke losses to the Hurricanes and the Minnesota Wild. I know that a lot of uh, fans out there kind of said, well, oh, here we go. This is the descent of the Washington Capitals. They are going to fall from grace. But then, you know, this last four games, they have really ratcheted it up. And I'm looking for a big finish from this team. Uh, If you take a look, they played some big opponents. They played Tampa. They played the Penguins, the Bruins, and then the Flyers. The Flyers are not as big of a competition or they weren't as good of a proving ground. But the previous three games before that were definitely statement wins. Those weren't wins that they just squeaked by. They played excellent hockey. They had solid goaltending. Yes, Ilya Samsonov, too, played really great in front of him. And, you know, in a lot of ways, Ilya Samsonov's play only kind of muddied the waters as far as who the number one netminder is. So Capitals potential opponents, while there are numerous numerous potential opponents left, if you run every possible scenario, three teams are the most likely to be Washington's first round opponent. The most likely remains the Panthers, despite the win streak, which would almost assuredly be the opponent should the Capitals finish in the second wildcard spot and the crossover into the Atlantic bracket. And if Florida holds off Carolina Hurricanes for the top seed in the Eastern Conference, Washington has performed decently against the Panthers this season going 1-1-1 during the season series with all three contests being one goal games. The Capitals defeated the Cats 4-3 at Capital One Arena in late November with Alex Ovechkin getting a hat trick for the win with Florida going 2-0 against Washington and Sunrise, which included a 5-4 overtime win where the visitors surrendered a 4-1 lead. So I think that is going to be, you know, it's going to be tough no matter what team is played. I mean, they're in the playoffs, so it's they're definitely not going to be sloughs playing out there. They are going to be some legitimate competition. And I don't think the Capitals would really have it any other way, would they? They want to go out there and play a team that is a stiff competition. And the Panthers or the Hurricanes will be that. Certainly with the Panthers, have been one of the top teams in the East this season. Their play as of late has raised some concern in South Florida, and their wide-open playing style isn't a style that the Washington Capitals is averse to. Certainly, the Capitals' goaltending could remain an issue, but they would certainly have the edge in playoffs experience over a Florida club looking to get accustomed to its Stanley Cup contender status. And certainly, with a 27-7-5 record away from home this season, thanks to keeping the game simpler on the road, Washington isn't at a disadvantage by playing up to four games in Florida uh, Arena a venue that normally draws a good amount of Capitals fan, especially in what would be the first ever playoff matchup. And, you know, I talked about that Sunrise. uh, They never get a good turnout there for whatever reason. It doesn't seem to matter how good that team plays. And, uh, you know, if they end up playing the Panthers, we will be talking to the locked-on correspondent for the Panthers. And I'll get a, you know, that's one of the questions I will ask him is why don't they move that team if it, it doesn't seem to resonate uh, in that area? Why not move them to another area in Florida, if, you know, that is going to get a better turnout? I mean, if you look at the Tampa Bay Lightning, they always get a decent turnout. Why can't the Panthers get that even though they have a winning season and, you know, potentially they're going to be, they will be in the playoffs. Why can't they get a good turnout there? Um, And just to kind of 
uh, dovetail what he's talking about. The Washington Capitals have played excellent on the road. They've actually have a better record on the road this season than they do at home. And you don't hear about that happening too often, but for whatever reason, home cooking is not what the Washington Capitals are looking for. They seem to thrive on the road this season. And that plays well for the Washington Capitals as their schedule is going to be the longest road stretch of the season. So hopefully as long as the trajectory of the team goes, they continue to play well on the road and they can gain some more points. Should the Capitals manage to pass the Penguins for a third place in the Metro or even pass whoever finishes fourth in the Atlantic division, it opens the door for a pair of more familiar playoff opponents, the Hurricanes or the New York Rangers, who, you know, the Washington Capitals have a long history of playing both of those, the Penguins uh, and the Rangers. If you think back, you know, oh, geez, what is it, 10 plus years ago when the Capitals were playing the Rangers quite frequently in the playoffs, back when Henrik Lundqvist was that brick wall in net. So, I think that would be an interesting matchup considering, you know, that they picked up Ryan Reeves and, you know, it's playoff hockey. So, you know, Tom Wilson and Ryan Reeves will be down to fight. So that would definitely be a physical series as well. Regardless of whoever the Washington Capitals play, they are some great opponents out there. The Hurricanes, the Panthers, uh, the the. Rangers, whoever it is, it is certainly going to be a great playoff series. And I look forward to it and I will have you covered the entire postseason and it will be a great time. You know that for sure. All right. After the break, we are going to talk about the Washington Capitals. And uh, the Capitals lines are the lines that they have out on the ice really helping accelerate their play. We'll talk about that after the break. All right, welcome back. In the final segment, we're here. We're going to talk about the Capitals line and what is the secret sauce for their winning. I know my secret sauce is Big Mac sauce at McDonald's on a Big Mac meal. Okay, I'm sorry. We're not talking about that kind of secret sauce. We are talking about the secret sauce of this Washington Capitals team and whatever sauce that is, it is working because this team is firing on all cylinders, and I know they've done some tinkering with the line pairings and all that, but whatever is to attribute to this is great. This is up from NBC Sports Washington. We're breaking out in the D zone as a group of five TGO. She said, we've got a lot of guys since we talk have been putting their bodies on the line, blocking shots, keeping pucks out of the net, keeping second scoring chances from getting in the net. All that stuff translates and moves up the ice to the neutral zone, puck decisions to our forecheck, and eventually it ends up in the goal. But there's so much more than just the end result with the effort guys are putting in now all facets of the game. So we're trending in the right way. And I think we're learning what we need to do as players to have success on the ice. And, uh, you know, that kind of ties into the first segment I was talking about is that that meeting, whatever was talked about is accountability. You can talk about, you know, whatever you want about how the Washington Capitals have played earlier in the season. Ever since that all team meeting, this Capitals team has been playing great and uh, it's just mostly due to accountability uh, from the, the players, and it is really helping them. While the capital, excuse me, while the Capitals are certainly still trying to move up the standings in the final weeks of the season with a playoff spot already all but locked up, Laviolette says 
all the focus on finding his optimal lineup for the playoffs. A number of injuries through the season, plus the addition of Johan Larson and Marcus Johansson as a trade deadline means the lineup is still very much a work in progress. But the lines as currently constructed certainly seem to have caught fire. And Johan Larson and Marcus Johansson, I don't think have... You know, they've helped, you know, just because uh, Carl Hagelin's out and Johan Larson has kind of been slotted in in his spot. Uh, if it's not him, you know, it uh, was Axel Janssen Fialdi. And since they picked up Johan Larson, he is the one that has slotted in there. So I think that uh, whatever they're doing out there has seemed to work. After last game, we didn't touch that, Lavulette said. Three of the lines stayed the same, and Nick came back in and just filled in in where Connor McMichael spot and just did the least amount of movement. What I like, I guess, about the Eller line is that they're big and they're strong. They can handle size. They still have all the skill. They seem to have good chemistry in the first game, so we just left it alone. And Eller, you know, whatever, that line seems to be working well for him as he has scored, what is it, three goals in the last couple games. He scored two in the last one and one before that. So, yes, Eller has, has been playing great, and the lineup finally seems to be working. I know I've talked about in previous podcasts where you don't want to overthink it. You don't want to tinker with that lineup too much. And I think that what they're doing now is working. They need to continue with that. And well, it'll remains to be seen what they do in Toronto, but I would say keep going forward uh, with that lineup and just see how they play. Lars had, has had some big games, Laviolette said, for Larson to get on the board with a goal. Guys contributing from different areas, that's really good. I think the guys that typically put up a lot of points and contribute offensively are really happy when other guys can contribute too. And I know that I've heard some you know, t- people talking around the league that the Washington Capitals are a one-dimensional team. Well, this is proving that you're getting from scoring from Johan Larson, you're getting it from Eller, you're getting it from Faravar, you're getting it from every angle possible that this team is not one-dimensional. They can, in fact, get scoring on all lines. You know, that hasn't been evident as, uh, you know, until recently, but whatever, they are playing great right now, and that's what it's all about. To get all the forwards as healthy as we've been in a while and to be able to sit on those lines, I thought was really good, Laviolette said. It seemed like we got good zone time from all the line. It just seemed uh, to click good and have great chemistry. And, you know, like I say, don't fix it if it isn't broke. And, you know, sometimes they like to overthink it. Unless this, you know, these lines start to falter, I say the Washington Capitals keep things the way they are. Don't overthink it. Things are going well, and I mean, you won four big games in a row. There's nothing to mess with there. I also say, you know, despite what I've said earlier in the season, stick with Ilya Samsonov in there unless it's a back-to-back, which they don't have for a little bit here. So go with Samsonov in the next game. I know a lot of people that have listened to this podcast so far are going to go, is he drunk? What is he talking about? He hates Samsonov. I do not hate Ilya Samsonov. I hated his inconsistent play, but it seems that he has dialed it up, and I'm all in on Ilya Samsonov as long as he continues to play great, and I have no reason to think that he won't. And it's going to be exciting here as we wrap up on this season, isn't it? I'm so looking forward to it. we got Toronto and Montreal coming up this week and then the West Coast swing next week. This is going to be a great test for this Washington Capitals team. And all of you out there should be so excited.
All right, this has been this edition of Locked On Capitals. Now make your second listen to Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And once again, thank you for joining me as I still have a cold or a tickle in my throat or laryngitis, whatever the case may be. I'm going to struggle through because, you know, that's what you got to do. I'm covering this team for you guys and I enjoy doing it. And uh, I will talk about the game tomorrow about how they are going to be playing the Toronto Maple Leafs and all that. It is going to be so great. And I just enjoy this Capitals team and the trajectory that they're going in. All arrows point up. And all you Caps fans out there should be happy because this team is playing well. All right, I will talk to you guys again tomorrow. Thank you for listening.